We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into the MPW Digital Post Game Show presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. I'm Neil. He's Chase. You probably know us by now. It's not quite post game, but... It's close enough. It's close enough, and it's late. <laughs> it's uh, no nobody here's been tar- called for targeting yet. Three fifty six to go and counting right now for yeah. Uh, I, I was I was thinking that I thought I bet the mics are hot again, so I was a little more careful this time what we're talking about. I, I don't think they were. I think I fixed it. No, they were. They were telling us it. They were they were. hot again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know what yeah. the hell is. We'll just know to be super quiet from yeah. now on. <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't think there was literally anything in that one, but uh, nonetheless, uh, 43-24 currently, three twenty-seven and ticking uh, here in the second half. Rebels dominated Louisville from uh, from the first kick of the night. Uh, Matt Corral's still in the game. Thought it might, uh, might hand the keys to somebody else. And he's running the ball um, with three twelve to go. In he's the game. running a lot tonight. Run it more than I'd run it if I were them, but they're the ones making the money. Well, he 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 dodged the potential issues a couple times. Um, the targeting when he slid, I yeah. mean, it looked like he really could have gotten hurt. And then I, I think the fan base collectively held their breath a little bit there when he uh, fell sort of toward the end zone, and it looked like maybe something with his leg, but I mean, he bounced up, he was fine. I mean, he said, I think he just slipped. Yeah, he's had a he's had a hell of a day as of uh as of right now. Or we'll tell you when this throw is over. Falling there. Uh running through a few stats. Let's see. Um, Matt Corral twenty one of thirty one for three seventy two currently. Uh a touchdown, no interceptions on the night for uh for two. His target has definitely been Dontario Drummond. Eight catches, 168 yards, a touchdown on nine targets. Um, Jerry Neely, the only other Rebel with uh, more than two catches. He has three for 51 yards, and then uh, a lot of guys have two. A couple guys have one. Eight different guys have caught a ball um, for uh, for Ole Miss tonight in that one. 
And then uh, they haven't run the ball very well, very effectively, haven't necessarily had to, but Snoop Connor, big day, eight carries, 60 yards, couple scores, including a uh, a sports center level trucking of the Louisville defensive back there around the goal line. Yeah, that one's going to... That one's going to make the highlight reel. Uh, Chance Campbell's been a big difference on defense. You all have gotten to know Chance a little bit here on uh, MPW Digital. The question is, did I know he was the man before we picked him for the weekly pod? I did a good bit of research. I make Big Ten jokes, but I do know some people in the Big Ten. And I talked to some coaches in the Big Ten and um, asked about him a little bit and knew some things, yes. I'd ought to put the icing on the cake in in the event that the cake needed icing. They don't stop. No, nope. that's not in the DNA. I mean, they they have the ball. They they there there's time left on the clock. They Has continue. Braylon caught a ball? Two, two balls. Yeah, two for thirty four. I believe is Braylon Sanders. I wrote it a few minutes ago. I need to update Drummond's stats. That's another catch for Dontario Drummond. Yeah, nine for one seventy seven. It's pretty good. Two uh, two content items will be up for you here soon, rebelgrove.com, for anybody who wants to go ahead and start uh, perusing those once kick is over and we get those published. Did you say nine for 177? Yeah, nine for 177. Okay. We're doing a little multitasking. What's the over-under? 75 or 76, depending on the... Oh, so they're uh, not going to get there. They'd have to go for two. Yeah, I, And I don't think that would happen. <laughs> no. Oh, so that guy won the money then. See that on Twitter today? No. So, let's see. I, I just now thought about that, so let me find it. Are they done running plays? I don't think so. I think they're you, gonna, don't, you don't think they're done think running they're plays? I think they're going to give the ball to Ely here. I'm not sure he's not throwing. I mean, Louisville with a little pride being tested here to not let him get to 50 on you. Well, I think if Louisville would agree to just chill, I think they would down it and call call it a night. Yeah, I I think some feelings are hurt at this point. Do you really? A little bit. For Louisville? Just in general. Think they're chippy? The game got chippy. Okay. Football games get chippy. I mean, it's not like 08 Ole Miss LSU chippy. But oh, I, no, no, it's, no. It's, no it's, that, it's, was, that was personal. Yeah, <laughs> that was not chippy. <laughs> All right, is he done now? Yeah, they're they're yeah. kneeling now. That felt like the last Okay, the last, last hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, ball but game. 43-24, final score. So, um, reading this from uh, Patrick Everson earlier today, per win, per the win, a customer is in an enviable position heading into Louisville Ole Miss tonight. The better place to ten dollars. That's it. Fourteen team college football parlay, all on unders. Whoa! The first thirteen games went under. He hit. He had the under seventy five and a half for Ole Miss and Louisville. So in ten dollars, he would win just shy of eighty k. Wow! Well, good for him. What would you have done today, though? Would you have taken out a loan and hedged? Would you have bet like forty grand on the over to guarantee yourself forty thousand dollars? Probably. Or would, I would you have, have letting it ride, ride? I would have really worried about the over. I would have gotten my forty. I think I would have found a way to put thirty or forty into the till on the over. 
All right, so we got a final. Let's let's get a little content up real quick. I know this is normally you've got Matt's final stats up. You guys just bear with us here. We're going to get content up on the site because I do have Matt's final. We got stats we up. got criticized for that last year, and, and it was deserved. My column's ready, with the exception of his stats. I mean, when you're ready, I'm ready. Uh, twenty-two of thirty-two, three eighty-one, one touchdown, no picks. Running. Uh, yeah, twelve for fifty-five and a score. Thanks. Uh huh. All right, so we're gonna get some content to you guys. Then kind of start the show for real. And just kind of talk amongst yourself. We'll talk yep. to you. It's all. It's all good. Yeah, I'm not putting a lot on the second half. I mean, the game was out of hand. They played some prevent there in the fourth quarter. They were frankly down two linebackers. I think that's a bigger deal than it seemed at the time. I mean, Mark Robinson was poised to play a lot of snaps. He was um, going to play almost starter snaps, and then yeah. he went down, and then Lakia went out. And at that point, you're thin. I mean, Chance Campbell had to play a lot. And I think Momo played a lot more at linebacker than they wanted mm-hmm. him to play. Yeah, I'll be really curious to see the total snap counts tomorrow when they come out. We'll get those to you up. Um, so, yeah, just everybody chill one second. Just doing a couple different things, then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get going. We're going to talk to Jeffrey Wright. We're going to talk to Brian Scott Rippey, and then we'll uh, take your calls tonight in 50-ish as we're getting started. All right, column's up. I need about two minutes. You're good. I can, I'll can. i get Jeffrey on, and I'll start with him. I'm going to publish, make sure people see this. I don't get yelled at for not having content right away. I noticed there's a there's a thread about Ely doesn't look like an NFL running back. Parrish, this Louisville took away the outside run. That was their emphasis, and so Ole Miss ran up the middle. Ole Miss went to Drummond and out of the slot a lot. That was you. You take what they give. I thought that was the the story of the night for Ole Miss's offense. Really, was they they took what what Louisville gave them last year. At times, Ole Miss got in trouble trying to force things. That's really my whole column. Okay, that's up. Matt Corral now with 13 straight games with a passing touchdown. It took a little while. He had two of those call back on penalties tonight. The incredibly uh, attractive kind of jump pass there in the second half and then the long one to Drummond. They got called back. They later scored on the drive.
Good evening. Good evening, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wright, 92.9 ESPN in Memphis. We're going to spend about 10 minutes with you, get your quick thoughts uh, before we go to take some calls. Just We'll start with this. You and I talked earlier today. We talked about Matt Corral. We talked about defense. We thought those would be the two stories. So let's kind of go there. What what did you think of, of Matt Corral? Uh, here's what I wrote in the notebook. Uh, Corral looks very smooth. Uh, the very first third and long, he didn't even panic. There was no rush. Everything just felt very, very smooth. Uh, I also wrote down, uh, I liked his adjustment on that third series, I believe. You started to see Louisville drop their backers almost like immediately at the snap, and it fooled them for three plays, and then the next series they came out and they really attacked with the run. They did some things where, uh, you know, in the draw with the draws that that really took advantage of that. I liked kind of just the way that he was able to adjust in game. I mean, you're never going to play a perfect football game. I just liked how it felt like he was just always uh, in control. Uh, I also wrote uh, intentional grounding is going to be a thing this year, uh, and he's not going to get the benefit of the doubt because he's an accurate quarterback. We saw Malik Cunningham get the benefit of the doubt, I feel like, on a lot of intentional grounding because uh, he's really bad at throwing the football. Uh, and then the other thing that I wrote tonight was down and distances were just numbers. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, did you have sure. any – like, it was third and 17, and you didn't really panic. And I also wrote down I was very impressed at how when Ole Miss would get off schedule, whether it be via penalty, whether it be – uh, poor execution. They just calmly got right back on schedule all night, and it just felt like, uh, you know, the entire night, like that was just a clean, kind of a continuation of what we saw against Indiana in the bowl game. Except uh, he had better players. Uh, you know, he had more around him, so I felt like it was. I felt like the numbers got bigger. Yeah, you know, your point about down and distance is a great one. And I think it's one of the things that makes Ole Miss hard to prepare for in the Kiffin yep. slash Levy era is that it's very difficult for a, a, an opposing defensive coordinator to um, kind of come up with a lot of tendencies. I know their you know, tendencies exist because they always do, but theirs are harder to decipher, harder to come up with. I wrote about this in my column just then. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. I think tonight was a bad night for future defensive coordinators. Because there was a there was a feeling, and I talked to some coaches about this around college football a little bit that I know, and they said, "Yeah, people are gonna, you know, they're gonna look at that Arkansas tape from last year. People get tired of hearing about that game, but that was the game. Sure. That, it was the game that everybody, you know, goes back and studies. And there's a lot of respect for Barry Odom and the coaching business as a defensive coordinator. And a lot of people looked at that film from a year ago and said, "Yeah, you know, he rushed three and dropped eight. And he did it in a lot of different ways, and he disguised it, and he confused Corral and maybe even confused Kiffin and Levy a little bit. And you're going to sure. see a lot of that this year. And that was very clear what Brian Brown and Louisville were trying to do tonight, and it simply didn't work because th there was this bait that was sitting there that Matt just refused to take. And instead he, he, he punished them. He said, okay, if you're going to keep doing this, I'm going to take it away from you. And the only time that Louisville really got away with it, got away from it, I should say, was late in the game and the touchdown to Drummond that got called back. Yeah. Um, you know, Louisville said, screw this. This doesn't work. We've got to go do something else. And Matt immediately made them pay with a strike down the field. If you're a defensive coordinator that's got Ole Miss on the schedule and you're trying to figure out how do we slow this guy down, 
I think one of the weapons that you intended to use just, I don't know, it got taken away, but it kind of got negated a bit. I mean, you know, you know, oftentimes how much like just conventional narratives that exist. Yes. Arkansas had success rushing three and dropping eight against Matt Corral last year. It also like does no service to how they did it. What Arkansas was very good at last year, while maybe they didn't have, you know, excessive amounts of talent, their front was pretty good. So you can say rush three, drop eight, rush three, drop eight. But those three that you're rushing still have to be able to control the line of scrimmage and get, you know, even maybe if they don't necessarily get pressure with the three, they've got to be able to like kind of muck it up, control the line. And that really kept Ole Miss from getting the inside run game going, which is a big part of their offense. Like if you look at where Ole Miss typically gets a lot of their rushing yards, their big plays, it's between the tackles. And so because those three guys were able to control the line, Ole Miss was never really able to to kind of neutralize that. So it's not just rush three, drop eight, rush three, drop eight. It's you got to be able to have a good enough front to do that. And so there aren't many teams out there that can do that. The other thing that Ole Miss does that puts so much pressure on you is that Jerry and Ely isn't just a pass catcher, Neil. He's a vertical pass catcher. Like yeah. if you watch them, you know, he leaves the backfield and he runs seams and whatnot. And so then you start to run these, you know, on one side of the field, three verticals, and there's usually just not enough, you know, there's usually only two safeties. And so it's going to leave someone wide open. They ran one route tree tonight that I'd not seen before. They ran the slot receiver on kind of a, this is not the right term. It was kind of a, a, a rounded mini post. Yes, yeah, so they ran, they ran they Ely, switch route where, where yeah, they ran Ely the out of the backfield, yeah. mirrored Sorry. it, but shorter, and that's and they were so intent on taking the deep ball away that they went underneath with with Ely for like a twenty yard reception. I think that was the other thing that was impressive tonight. Uh, Louisville decided they were not going to let the chunk, you know, the the seventy yard. They were not going to let Corral get that yeah. deep bomb. Yeah. And, but, but he just sat there on those 20, you know, I'm going through his explosive pass charts, 24, 27, 18, 34, 28, 34, 22, 22, 17, 24, 19, 21. Neil, he just ate them alive in that, you know, 15-yard range. And then, you know, depending on the run after the catch, they got a ton of yards. But they basically were just fine saying, okay, if you're not going to give us that throw, we're not going to force it. Like we're just going to work the deep crosses. Exactly. We're going to work the deep outs, and I just everything. It just felt really smooth tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, he's he's working his way into the first round, into the the upper half. Oh, I, I said it on round. Twitter, but I mean, it's. I mean, you've talked to me forever, and you know, like I do not have the Sam Hal gene, and I also think Spencer Rattler's wildly overrated. I mean, I felt like this for most of last year too. Give me Corral over both of them. I don't think the Baker Mayfield comparison that people make is a bad one. Um, I liked the Zach Wilson one a little better because I think he has Baker's a little bit different in the sense of of kind of Baker Baker doesn't put pressure on you in the same ways, but Zach Wilson does, and I love how Zach Wilson throws like a high RPM football. Like you know, we talk about like that guy in baseball that he only throws like ninety ninety one. But there's a ton of RPM, so it's a really heavy fastball. 
And so you're able to like whip it really quickly. Like, I think that's what Corral does. Like he's obviously got a good arm, but like, I don't know if he would have the best arm in the draft class, but he has, he has the ability to throw it very, very hard and accurately. All right, let's get to the other story today, which is Ole Miss's defense. Throw a shutout in the first half. Obviously, in the second half, there were some depth issues, and and you were playing a little. You know, they probably let their foot off the gas a little bit. And you know, well, and let's be let's be real. I mean, what? How many? They lost three starters to targeting. Uh, was it three? I know they lost maybe, two linebackers pretty quickly. Maybe it was just two. Yeah, lost Robinson and Henry, and and listen, Robinson was going to play a lot. Uh, and Henry was going to play a lot, so those were two guys that when they went out, they had to, well, they went to Sistrunk a good bit. They had to play Sonogo a lot more than I think they wanted to play. I thought Chance Campbell was terrific, but that was too many snaps for him. Um, I thought, but you know what, I I agree with you. But I was impressed against a very athletic quarterback. With as much as he was spying on him, I was impressed at his ability to keep up. I thought that was I thought that was a good sign. Yeah, adding Chance Campbell and Otis Reese and Jake Springer, I made the joke to Chase at one point, it's almost like you went out and got some other people's best players and brought them in and made them your best players, and that made you yeah. better. I mean, you know, imagine that. Um, but they are – I think they are significantly better on defense. I still have some concerns about defensive end. Those didn't really go away tonight. I thought they were a little better in the middle than I thought they'd be. Bivens, as, Chance mentioned, uh, as Chase mentioned earlier, had a, had a, had a very good game. I like their secondary a lot. The secondary is just so much better. It's 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 hard to even – frankly, the last year comparison doesn't work anymore because there are so many new faces back there. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think the biggest question I have, and I, I'm sure this will be misconstrued by the message board one way or the other, I could not determine if tonight said more about Ole Miss or if it said more about Louisville. Like, I, you it know, can be both. I, 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 th- I think that Louisville team is very bad. But at the same time, I want to give all the credit to Ole Miss. They played a bad team, and I, I never once even thought that game was in doubt. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it, they, they controlled the entire game from the first possession. And then when you talk about defensively, I thought the thing that was the most impressive is, you know, I felt like we would come on this show after every single game, and we would just talk about how can you be this out of position. How can you be area codes away from where where the ball is, where, where the defender is? They didn't make every single play tonight, but it felt like they were in position so much better. You know, maybe they didn't make the play, but they were there. And then I thought the other big the other big thing tonight to me is they just looked the part. Like it, they were they were physical on yep. defense. They Flew were around. faster on defense, yep. and you know we, you and I have talked about this forever. Like in the end, de- defense is largely size, speed, length. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's it's purely athleticism measurables, and all night it just felt like they they were playing at a different tempo than we've seen and whatnot. And how much of that is you know, how much of last year was the fact that it was just such a weird COVID year? Like, you know, you, you we saw defenses around the country, you know, that were way behind and didn't perform up to the certain level. So how much of it was this year that Ole Miss just had a full offseason and it, it's it's kind of reverting to norm versus 
you know, they, they added better players at key spots. And to me, it really would have boiled down to, I thought tonight was going to be a big eye test night. And I just felt like every question we asked of Ole Miss tonight, I thought they passed. It's also so aesthetically pleasing to watch the more speed on the back end because, yes. you know, last year you're seeing these deals where even when they're in the right spot, they're not fast enough to get to ankles because tackling is about speed and being in position as much as anything where you're not grabbing and where you're kind of in the place you're supposed to be. You lead the ball carrier and you you, you kind of make the play. They look it's so a lot much, easier yeah, to tackle yeah, yeah, yeah. when you beat them to the spot. Well, in like tonight, and, and, yeah. Otis Reese plays a full season, you know, hopefully a full season if he stays healthy. You look at him for a whole game. Tashim Johnson looked really good. AJ Finley is, is getting better and better and better. That back end was so much better from a steed speed standpoint on the second level and the third level. That between how, about how well and, the yeah. the safety like think about how many times you know you'd see a safety flying from out of the picture to just you know stick some guy. You know he comes up full speed. Like, I don't feel like I've seen that in, in over a year. Like, that was wildly impressive to me. No, they're better in the back end. All right. Hey, appreciate the time, as always. I look forward to visiting with you later this week for the uh, for the pregame show. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. That's Jeffrey Wright. Always appreciate his time. I almost hit the wrong button right there. You have no idea how close I am. A really get. bad wrong button? A really bad wrong button. An end button? Okay, yeah. that would have been good. That would have sucked. I would really not have wanted to start uh, fresh right now with the stream. No, just, I would have just, just, I would have just, just put my head down and said, that's yeah. it. I'm Good gone. night, guys. Good night. 43-24. Talk to you tomorrow. It's been a day. Uh, all right. Phone lines are – to call Brian. Oh, you want to get Brian now? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. We'll now. Yep, yeah, And the, then we'll go to calls. All right. Are we getting him on uh, – You want to FaceTime audio? In? Yeah, you're going to need to write his number down for uh, me. Okay. I've got it somewhere, but I don't Here, have it. Here, it's a 601. No. <laughs> I'll take this call while we're doing it real quick. Hey, who's this? Hey, it's Cooper. Hey, Cooper, what's up? Hey, uh, just had a couple questions for y'all. All right. Uh, first question. Do y'all get annoyed when people ask, like, for, like, the 20th time how you're doing? <laughs> uh, no, because I think it's just, it's a, just a placeholder. It's just I a mean. southern hospitality nice thing. <laughs> As a listener, it, it it's just like I feel like some people just gotta understand that y'all are doing good. We're we've confirmed that y'all are doing good for the last fifteen times. I mean, you can see us, so yeah, we're doing fine. We're uh, we're we're, yeah. we're, we're we're breathing. We're here. <laughs> Nobody's yelling well, or when crying. I'm, when I'm watching cool. the stream, and it's like, how are y'all doing? It's like they've been they've been doing good for a while. We we know that. Let's just let's just get directly to the question. So I'm just I want to just get out in front of that and make sure that. Hopefully, that's a question people can bypass and get to the real question. What else you got? Real question. Do you think Ole Miss scores 50 with some non-Big Ten refs tonight? Um, you mean on some of the holding calls and some of that stuff? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, Yeah, and with the targeting and like, I mean, targeting extended a couple of drives for Louisville in the second half. The targeting thing is, we're going to get into it in a little bit. The, the targeting thing is, to me, not about the, it's about the rule. I don't like the rule. It's, I don't, by the, by the, by the letter of the rule, the, all four of the calls were right. I don't like the call. And there's, there's inconsistency right. on how willing each 
crew is every single day to call it. You know what I mean? So, and, hey, Cooper, thanks it, for the call. Well, I just, yeah, like I feel like it's it, it comes down to where like those are not the hit. Like some of those are not the hit. Like the Matt Corral one, obviously, that's the hit they're trying to eliminate with that rule. But the other hits, like the I can't remember his name, Robinson, the first Mark Robinson, the first ejection for Ole Miss, uh, the linebacker. That's not the hit they're trying to eliminate with the targeting rule. Hey, thanks for the call. That, that, that's the call that they're trying to – that's the play that they're trying but here's to eliminate the answer from to this the game. That, that, I, that I don't like about it, but I think it's the truth. I think they actually want it to be punitive because they're trying every way in the world to teach people to get their heads up. Yes. So, in a way, I think they're perfectly fine with it being as bogged down and ridiculous as tonight was. I want to thank Denver Reb for the, uh, for the super chat. It says, thanks, Neil, and um, – Thanks, Elijah Moore and Neil, for getting Kiffin hired. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll pass that on to Elijah. Phones are just going. Elijah got a lot of stuff done. I mean, he did. He, 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 he. Did you see him and Shay fighting on Twitter about who was the top five wide receivers? In I did not. The other day? Uh, Gulf Coast Reb, thank you so much for the super chat. It's really nice of you. Appreciate that. He says, challenge accepted, Denver Reb. Uh, Mark, thanks for the super chat. As always, appreciate you. Uh, Cole, thanks for the super chat. He says, I believe in ghosts, but more importantly, I hope they believe in themselves. <laughs> Cole and I have the same shirt. Do you? Yeah. Hmm? All right, we got another call. The phone should... I'll get to Brian in just one second. Hey, who do we have? Hey, turn your, turn your device down. Uh, this is Steven. From Alexandria, Louisiana. How are y'all? Steven, I'm good. How are you? Oh, good, man. Just quarantined right now. So sitting in my room watching uh, ESPN uh, live. It was a pretty good game. Pretty excited about this year. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions I, I have is <clears throat> I was talking to my dad and I said, Man, Dad, offensively, we just didn't look right in the first half. And then I look up, and, you know, we have almost 350 yards. Is, is that something that y'all felt the same way? Or is that mm. – I mean, it didn't look like it was running as smooth as you would think. And then you look up, and you got 350 yards. I, I think it lives a little bit of what Jeffrey said, a little bit of what I wrote about too, was that they got off schedule so much, and then Matt threw them back on schedule where the running game early on was not doing a ton, and then they would have some penalties, they'd do different things. They were they were second and 17 multiple times, and he would hit a pass across the middle for 22, and suddenly they're back on schedule, but you're sort of remembering the negatives a little bit too. It, it was not as clean at that point as it was later in the game, but, I mean, look, other than Corral throwing for much touchdown passes, it was uh, it was pretty dynamic through the air tonight. Yeah, I mean, this is probably this is probably one of the most exciting as far as when I look back and I've watched the whole weekend, I've tried to be as – I, I see Alabama obviously as a loss, and still possibly Texas A&M. Everybody else that's on the table. I just I feel like the way they play, the improvement on defense. Yes, this isn't as good of an offense probably uh, for Louisville. But last year we look at it. First and like Malik Cunningham would have ran for two hundred yards on that defense. Well, there's no doubt about that. Hey, thanks for the call, Stephen. Thanks. It was, a very, it was a very underrated part of it there was on that first series for Louisville, he converts that third and 11, they stay on the field, and then after that, Ole Miss did that slight adjustment, pretty much moved Chance Campbell into an, an automatic spy the rest of the game there on Malik, and it completely shut down Malik in the run game until the score got out of hand. It was it was something that did dictate a little bit of that early route that might not have been the case otherwise. 
Um, I know we got a call coming. What I'll do is I'll probably take a call, and then I need to. Speaking of people, people in the ch- and I'm all for this. People that said, "Let's get the guys paid." Let's. I want to make sure that I, I let uh, you guys know about Walk On Sports Bistro. They are responsible for this show. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Hey, caller, hang tight real quick. I'll be right to you. Dig into their mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, and voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads. Quality fresh ingredients you can't help but crave coming soon. Uh, hopefully by November, Walk On Sports Bistro, more than a restaurant, 1737B University Avenue in Oxford. It's right over there next to Social, kind of behind the uh, the very, very old Burger King on um, on University. I mean, it is. And then in Ridgeland, uh, they want you to know that Walk On Sports Bistro creates an environment that fosters growth and belonging for all, where the team is bigger than the individual, where they exceed expectations and positively impact every community they serve. Think you have what it takes to bring people together and provide a memorable game day service and experience? If you do, visit 720 Highland Colony Parkway in Ridgeland to join their team today. Walk-ons, Sports Bistro, it's more than a restaurant. Who do we have, caller? This is Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing tonight, Neil? <laughs> Mark, I'm, I'm good. Hey, I am, uh, I'm super proud of y'all for getting walk-ons. As a sponsor, that's uh, that's a pretty cool brand for y'all to have. Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty pleased. Very very excited to have them with us, and looking forward to them getting in Oxford. I travel around a little bit for the work that I do, and walk on to uh, it's a cool place. But I do have a question for you, Neil. Okay, um, you fashion yourself as quite the journalist, right? Um, Capital I mean, J journalism uh yeah i think so still to some degree sure i think so still i think you held back on us on chance campbell though how so you you didn't guy's good yeah we never said he was bad i never said he wasn't good you never said he was bad you never said he wasn't good but my goodness he is fantastic um i've got i did some research over the course of the summer as to uh nil deals and that kind of thing and there was a lot that went into it but one of the things that i did want to make sure was that i talked to people and one of the questions i had was chase likes to make fun of me and i like to make fun of myself on this i watch a lot of big 10 football and there is a difference and um i asked some people hey does his game translate to the sec because i i didn't want to bring i didn't want to pursue someone and then get him and then he couldn't get on the field because he couldn't run or whatnot at this level. And every single person said, oh, yeah, no, he's he's an SEC linebacker. He's going to play. In fact, he's a guy that if he if he has a good year, he's off to the NFL. That was the consensus, and I think you saw that tonight. The people talking about – I have to be honest. I thought you were bringing one of your Iowa linebackers <laughs> to us. Uh, no, he's, he's – listen, he's a really athletic guy. Um and I also knew that he was a guy that everyone didn't know his story yet. He, he wasn't, he hadn't been here so long that everyone knew him. And I also knew that that he was um, an intelligent guy, a fun guy to talk to. And if you, we, we need thirteen weeks out of him. If you're going to do twenty minutes a week for thirteen weeks, you, you better have somebody that has mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's not even, it's it's not a criticism of anybody, but you better have somebody who can have a conversation 
And I was told from multiple people that he could. And I knew he didn't do a lot of social media. In fact, Chance, Chance doesn't do any social media. And so I, I knew that he, he would have a – it might be a unique thing. So it worked out. He, he, so, was, so, he was terrific so tonight, and I was, I was really happy for him. About, you, you, journalistically, you feel good about how you presented him to the Ole Miss family. Um, yeah, because yeah. he had to go play. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I didn't, I don't, I, I don't make the tackles, um, and I don't miss the tackles. So it was one of those deals where I, I had a feeling that he would play really well. I had a feeling that he would be a big part of the defense, but you know, until he did it, he had to do it. You just never know. He had to do it. Hey, I'm super happy for y'all. And that was a good pickup. Um, I don't want to get into the X's and O's tonight. It was, it was really good. Like on on all levels, all accounts, uh, and it was a good night for y'all too. So happy for y'all! Uh, can't wait for there to be a walk-ons here in town. Walk-ons in Hattiesburg, I can confirm, is awesome. And I'm assuming the one in Jackson is going to be just as good. And that's an awesome sponsor for y'all to pick up. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Be good. Hey, who do we have? <laughs> Hey, who do we have? Hello? Hey, turn your device hey, down. Hey, it's David from Georgia. Hey, David. Yeah, uh, man, I think the biggest difference in this team from this year to last year was, honestly, I think it was Chance Campbell. He he looked like he could read the play and attack the play like I haven't seen before. I think the offense was just as good as it has been in the past, but if you had told me that we had given up zero points to Louisville in the first half at eight at, at eight p.m. tonight, I'd have told you you were nuts. But holy crap, that's not even the same kid that we saw last year. I know some of the names are same on the back of the jersey, but I mean they're they're just different. They've added some talent too, and I do think Wilson Love and his staff deserve some credit, a lot of credit. And then I think I, I agree. And then they're a more confident team too. You see that as well. They had some success now, late I had last one season. More I had one more question for you guys, and I'll, I'll let you go. Sure. How much? How much do you guys think that it had to do with they had a they had a fall and they had a spring for Darkin and Patridge? But I think it's mostly Darkin, to be honest. But to install the system to where. You know, they could tell you, okay, if, if this happens, look for this. Do you, you, you think that was as big of a difference as I do? Because I think it was huge. Yeah, I think it helped, but everybody else had that too. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it always helps to have more time. I, I think it's more than the spring. I think it's more the um, – I, I really think it's more having a, a standard off season and a standard camp and having an idea of – you know who people are they 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 just kind of started from scratch last year and it really in, yeah, in late yeah. august and that's a hard thing to do yeah it is and um, uh, one more thing and i'm done uh we've got to do something about this targeting crap because i mean i mean a lot of those plays tonight for both louisville and Ole miss uh, other than the corral hit i thought that they were all just solid football plays I mean, you wear a helmet for a reason. And I understand that we're trying to get rid of the helmet-to-helmet contact, but when you're a defensive player and you're going in for, to make the tackle and 
the offensive player braces for the hit. And when you brace for the hit, you're going to collapse down a little bit, and there's helmet-to-helmet contact. I mean, that's just football. And I understand what they're trying to get rid of, but, I mean, you can't keep throwing people out of games because of that. I mean, have, has there ever been another another uh, game to where there's been four players thrown out for targeting? I'm not aware of I'm one. I'm not aware of one. Hey, David, thanks for the call. Uh, yeah, good to <sighs> Trying to catch up on a few things here. I'm sorry. Uh, thanks to UPS Shaggy for the super chat. It's very nice of you. Uh, Cameron Jordan says, love what you guys do. Drummond was great. Should we be worried about Sanders' stats or just Louisville trying to take him out of the game? No, look, Drummond's going to open it up for Sanders a little bit. I mean, I think that everybody mostly focused on Braylon tonight. Look, Drummond has excellent hands. He, he has incredible hands. He's going to catch the ball. Um, they moved him closer to the line of scrimmage. It was something we saw at the little bit of practice we did see throughout fall camp. They did a lot with him. They scheme Drummond open, but that's only going to help Braylon. I mean, Mingo's going to opportunities. He's just got to be more consistent, if, if anything else. But, no, I, I thought Drummond's night was a good thing for Braylon Sanders. Mark says, imagine making three whatever million and picking the kid who you hope your daughter brings home for Christmas dinner as the quarterback over that dude. <laughs> it's funny. Sorry. Hey, who do we have? Uh, this is Galen from Hattiesburg. How do I spell that, Galen? G A L E N. G A L E N. Gotcha. Okay. What's up? Oh, uh, not much. Uh, I, I missed the beginning of the show because I was listening to uh, Kiffin talk to SPP after the game. But uh, what you drinking on tonight, Neil? Oh, um, it's uh, Neil Forbes brought it it's for me. It's a really big, it's a bottle really big bottle is. of Elijah Craig Small Batch. Right. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm it's good stuff. Yeah. Redemption weeded bourbon myself. You had a good day? Good night? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, I know you got a lot of callers, so I'll try to be concise and get right to it. Okay. Um, the previous caller, David, um, brought up something that I've kind of thought about a lot, and I wanted to ask you guys what y'all thought. Um, he said the defense deserves a lot of credit, uh, more so Durkin than Patridge. And I've heard Durkin's name more, but Durkin and Patridge are – co-defensive coordinators is there something to that is that i'm that i'm just not seeing is this a casual fan that's not around the program is is um, there something saying that, that durkin's doing more for making this defense better than patrick's is and if so why is that yeah I, I think durkin's the guy that probably does the lion's share of the defensive coordinating partridge handles more of the defensive backs he he, he, yeah. he handles the back six back seven more um, and frankly, because of his recruiting prowess, he deserves an extra title, and that's what some of that is as well. Okay, can I can I throw one more thing sure. at y'all before I, before y'all throw me out? Sure. <laughs> so uh, I had this thought last week, and then North Carolina played, which kind of disproved one of my thoughts I had, uh, and that was back to the Matt Luke era with uh, with Phil Longo and. This is the thing that was kind of disproven, I feel like, or maybe it was leading up to this, but I felt like uh, when Longo went to North Carolina, he started getting more respect as an OC that made me think, hey, is, is maybe Mac Brown is a much better head coach than Matt Luke was, which you know a lot of people would probably agree with because he's had all the experience. 
secondly, the whole Mississippi made recruiting pitch that Luke tried so hard on, and I feel like we missed on so many big guys back then, and now he has Wayne, and we've got all these big Mississippi high school recruits committing to Ole Miss, was it, you know, did it feel like Ole Miss was like needy, like, hey, you're from Mississippi, come on, please, please come to Ole Miss. Uh, and, and I'll end both of those with the question, do you, either of you guys think that Matt Whiff will be a Power 5 head coach again at some point? Right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, right. Matt, a Power 5 coach. Call him, hang on one second. Power 5? If he said he's head coach again, I would buy it. Hello? Yeah, yeah hang on, caller, one second. But Okay. Probably go no on Power 5. Yeah, I'd probably lean against it. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Neil and Chase, this is Thomas. What's up, Thomas? Hey, how are y'all? Oh, love <laughs> We're good. Okay, well, I got one question, and it's not quite as much about the game as tonight, so I hope y'all are okay with that. That's fine. Sure. Why not? So, so this is a question I've been meaning to ask y'all for a long time. So, if, um, if they end up getting, I don't know if you watched the Georgia game this weekend, but the defense was dominant. Nicobe Dean was everywhere. If they end up getting Nicobe Dean, and I think the the kid's name was Radar. He was another high. Radar Jones. That, yep, Radar. If they end up getting those two in the Mississippi Bay class, is that enough to keep uh, Luke there that year? And that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Well, I mean, that's a huge if, man. I mean. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I mean, but you think that's enough? I mean, is that enough uh, momentum to keep them? I've been meaning to ask you all that for a long time. Not, not, not just the two signees. No, that's not. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, things, but those are two big. Those I get two, it. Because that yeah. would make the recruiting class decent, though, if they get those two. I mean, other things would have had to happen. But, yeah, that would have helped. For sure. All right. Well, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, right. guys. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of one of those. Yeah. You know, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was yeah. the play? Well, other than that, it was pretty good. Yeah. Don't forget to dial at some point. So we'll oh, play yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. right. So we're going to get Brian Rippey on. Uh, then we'll come back to your calls, obviously. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, Zach only gets to come on if he'll go to Kroger. That's That's pretty much the rule. Kids asleep. He can like head to Walmart and start asking trivia questions. The Nashville area that's overtaking with Vanderbilt football right now. Brian, what's up? We didn't we didn't wake you, did we? No, not at all. I was just uh, Betty and. Uh, you kill him? He was trying to call me on video. We're just trying to do audio. Uh, okay. You need to let him know we're just doing audio. Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm have to close out of that and reopen it. I don't know how that works. All right, let's see. What's Kiffin saying on Van Pelt? Anything of interest? There you go. All right, the better now. 
Yes, y'all hear me? Oh yeah, we're all we're uh we're all good. So forty three twenty four. We talked Jeffrey a little while ago in the middle of taking calls. Um, really defense the story of the night because that's going to be however good they are is how good Ole Miss is going to be. What stuck out on that side of the ball for you? I guess first and foremost would probably be Quentin Bivens. Seemed like he had a really good game, caused a lot of problems in the middle. And then, uh, I don't know, I thought the linebacker situation was interesting, right? They go, they blow through two pretty quickly because of targeting fouls, which Kiffin seemed to voice his displeasure with pretty directly. But they seemed to hang in there fine after that. I know Bomo Sonogo got in there a little bit, Ashanti Sistrunk, but I thought they fit pretty well at linebacker even when their depth was tested a little big. You know, we, we keep talking about Springer and Otis Reese and Chance Campbells, and those are and those are Im, Im impact guys that are making the difference here. But we're so instant gratification just in college football that that guy doesn't typically get year two, year three, year four in some opportunities to even kind of stand out to us. You mentioned a couple dudes that have done that. I mean, Sistrunk getting a lot better. Bibbins, I mean, he was he, he he penetrated at times. He he occupied space there in the middle. They got some things out of whether it's, you know, Love's training program, just dudes getting older is more mature. But you saw where not always the same players mean better, but there were several instances there where that was absolutely what happened was the same players got so much better and really impacted the game tonight. Yeah, they did. Um, I think that's – like, didn't you figure you would probably see a little bit more of the Juco kids than we did tonight, particularly in the middle? And I think the way Bivens played tonight was probably – uh, somewhat had to do with the fact that you didn't see a lot of them. I was pretty impressed with a lot of the returnees they had. I mean, it was it was interesting to see when you talk about the linebacker depth. Like, you had two guys lost, you know, to targeting penalties, I guess, a quarter, a quarter and a half into the game, and you still didn't see Momo Sonogo until the third quarter. The, the, the extra speed there in the middle made so much of a difference on that second level. I mean, it just made the whole team look better. It, it, it made plays. It did, it did so many different things there that – Frankly, it's not even necessarily quantifiable at all times. Um, on the offensive side, what did you make of uh, the running back rotation? Snoop Connor really kind of carrying the rock and, and making a lot of things happen there in the second half. Yeah, it seemed like to me, and I, I don't know exactly what like the snap count is in terms of run versus pass in the second half, but when Ole Miss generated a pretty big lead in the first half, it seemed like the mentality changed a decent bit like consciously to we're just going to kind of wear you down and run you over in the second half. And they, they certainly did that. With They rotated a lot of different running backs. And then I think probably the exclamation point was Snoop running over that poor fella towards the end of the game on his way into the end zone. Um, but that just, to me, kind of shows how dangerous this team can be and, and win and move the football in different ways. Because, um, you know, if they, gener- if they get 10-point, 17-point lead in a couple of SEC games, they can really turn that into a much quicker second half with the way they can run the ball. Do we think Louisville's any good? No. I, I would say that emphatically no. But I thought Ole Miss defense has played pretty well. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned the whole Chance Campbell aspect of it. One of the two Rebel Rev athletes you added in the offseason. That was a huge difference. Maker. Like <laughs> I, I thought the Ole Miss defense played well, and Louisville probably wasn't as good as we thought. I thought Louisville's offensive line play would be a little bit more sturdy than it was tonight. And then uh, I guess the other part of that was they didn't seem to find a guy that Malik Cunningham could hit early in the game. Like that seemed to be a pretty key factor for them. And that didn't really happen. He never really found any sort of rhythm. So I don't think they're good, but I think that Ole Miss had a lot to do with that as well. Ben Mintz had a really good point just then on Twitter. If you go back and look at the combined scores, Ole Miss, Alabama, and – Three ACC wins helped me. Georgia beat Clemson, Miami, and and Louisville, and it was 
convincing the final scores, like 90-something to 40. It tells you a lot about the SEC. It tells you a lot about the ACC. Yeah, I, I guess they need to form another alliance. I'm not really sure. Do you think that would help things? I mean, I'm always for an alliance. Me too. The alliance, it sounds powerful. But yeah, no, you're, that's a great point. I mean, it's 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 certainly, I guess it's not nothing in that sense. But man, it's it hell of a weekend for the SEC. Did your your uh, your, your your capital capital city teammate there? Was that the only uh, kick he's going to attempt this year with Kellen Nation, or is is that, that job's over, right? Okay, so was that the JA kid, or was that the kid that went? to No, Madison it wasn't the J- it's Madison Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Okay, it, so it wasn't. It wasn't your guy. Yeah, that wasn't. That doesn't count. Let's not insult the MIS here. I think they should have <laughs> given the JA kid a shot. But hey, like Caden Costa, pretty good. I wasn't that. I guess that first forty yard field goal, I think, was only the third one they've had. Maybe the fourth since Gary Wunderlich left, and I think that's pretty telling. But and I think it, it was the longest I, one, too. being able to be rock-solid 40-something and in is, is kind of a game-changer. Yeah, it was 47 for Costa tonight, and I'm pretty sure that the two that have been hit since Wunderlich were like 40 and 41. I think that was the longest field goal made since Wunderlich tonight. What was the deal? Uh, why, why was he? Why did he not kick the first extra point? What was the deal with that? I think they were planning on doing like a short and long thing, and then once he missed the PAT, they went, nah, Costa's just going to kick all of it. I don't know that, but that's what I think. I think they were trying to split it up depending on how far it was and what the distance was each time. But, I mean, Costa had the sugar bowl tweeting about him tonight, so, I mean, probably a pretty good step for, for day one. Yeah. Not being facetious, what is the success rate on the short versus long range kicker, and what's the logic behind that? Do y'all know? A lot I've of never teams seen do that, that. Work successfully. I mean, I guess most of the time it's if you have a really rock solid guy inside forty, but he just has no more leg at all. And then maybe you have the one guy yeah. who's not super accurate, but he kicks the but he can boom it, it sixty yards, and yeah. so you take your shot. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. What if you have a guy that's pretty accurate, forty five and in, and then you just kind of roll with that? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we know what I, they they recruited Costa to be the kicker, and my suspicion is that this was like one of those lifetime achievement award deals, and that's that. Yeah, I think that's all. That, that's that's all good. So we'll uh, we'll let you get in bed. I know you got to cook some oil in the morning, or at least sell some cooking oil, and you can uh, you can you can get on with it. Wait, okay. Can I have one bone oh, to pick? Do I have 100%. time for this? Oh, before we get out of here, yeah, you do have Neil. time for a bone to pick. Okay, we not, not, I don't even know if bone to pick because I, I think I'm picking it on myself. I've said your last name wrong for four or five years now. What, did, you and everyone else. Are you are you aware of this? Um, I, I'm I'm tone deaf to it at this point, Brian. I, I really pay no attention to how anyone pronounces my name, what they call me. Um, I'm sort of immune to it, honestly. I, I've, I've him and Mike Bianco. I was really just taken aback by it. I can relate to that as a Northeast Jackson kid with a double name that doesn't really make any sense. I'll respond to anything. But, like, I was really just, like, I, it, it kind of blew me away. If you want to call me Ripey for the next five years just as, like, <laughs> payback, I'm, I'm cool with that. It's all it's all good, Brian. Awesome. I just had to get that out of the way. I was just shocked by this. All right. Talk all right, to you soon. You have a good one. Later. All right. Phone's on. Uh... Hey, who do we have? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Don. Hey, Don. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, great. We are awesome. You got to get a last name first, though. What is your last name, Don? Key Dick. Oh. Uh, hey, Don. That's great. So, first off, I want to give you all 
a fabulous shout-out on your pickup of Chance Campbell. Thank you. Because he was all over the field tonight. What y'all? What y'all think of Chance, Neil? Is that is that the best NIL money you've ever spent? It's the well, only, it is absolutely the best. It is, NIL it, it money is the best spent. NIL money I've ever spent. It's the only NIL. Money yeah, I mean, it's, spent, it's, but... is it the only or the best? You got to you got to clarify. Yeah, that well, it's, it's both. A, a shout out real quick to the Rogue, um, Luke Abney, and the people at the Rogue are the ones that that made that possible. And uh, I talked to Luke tonight. I think it was. A, a good night for Luke and the people at the Rogue too. That their collegiate co- collection coming in here uh, pretty soon. It's the Rogue dot com, forty four fifty I fifty five North in Jackson. So I mean, let's if we're going to do the whole NIL conversation. Let's let's be thorough with it because it doesn't happen without Luke and the people at the Rogue. Yeah, and I'll I'll give another shout out to NIL because as Chase knows, I'm down here in the uh, in the sports and entertainment management industry and. NIL has opened up just a floodgates for these athletes. Like it is, and it, but, but they truly deserve it, man. Like when you think about the Tim Tebow's and the Johnny Menzel, well, if we talk about Tim Tebow starting his professional boxing career, that's different. But um, when you think about the Tebow's and the Menzel's and all those guys that, you know, didn't have a chance to make money like they've made now, it's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for them. But anyway, the conversation that I wanted to have tonight, and I'm going under an alias, but when I was talking to Chase, I had a, a subject I wanted to bring up, and a couple things, and I, t- I told Jeffrey this the other day, and it was Michael Pratt, the two-lane quarterback, right? And I told, y'all still there? Yeah, yep. yeah, good. So I told Jeffrey, I said, you watch out for Michael Pratt, the two-lane quarterback. I got two-lane money line. And Jeffrey said, nah, they're, uh, they're, you know, they got displaced from the hurricane and all that. And I thought Lincoln Riley might have a little soft spot in his heart. But my boy down here in Boca with me, Don Kedick, went into Norman and showed them what's up. And other than him, like Spencer Rattler, DJ kind of looked like crap. I mean, I didn't think anything of JT Daniels. And uh, I think Matt, I, I mean, if we can just keep winning games and if we can get to that 10-11 win mark, I think Matt forefronted his foot and like directly into the first or second spot in the Heisman race tonight. What do you all think? Hey, thanks for the call. First of all, appreciate it. Um, a little early for Heisman talk, but he's he's put himself in a position where that game against Alabama in a few weeks, if Ole Miss does what I think it's going to do, that game against Alabama is going to give him a real opportunity to get involved in that. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who do we have? Is this Neil? It is. What's up? What's going on, man? Uh, it's Eli from California, man. I was just trying to call in and see what's going on with y'all. Oh, we're just talking, hanging out, hanging out, know? man. Talking to the peeps, Eli. All right, man. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's the first time I've called uh, since the Indiana game. I, the first time I called since then. Uh, I called when it was the first time I called then uh, anyway but uh yeah uh uh what what do you guys think about uh the defense now uh with with chance because obviously he's, he's a part of you guys uh company now and he's doing you guys a good favor and everything and all that uh and he's definitely a good guy for you guys uh uh, NIL deal and everything. Uh, so, 
well, well, so Chance Campbell, talk about him for a second. <laughs> what do you, what else do you want us to say about him? We've <laughs> talked we've talked about him a lot. He, he's played he played really well tonight. He was a huge difference maker. I think you saw the difference at linebacker. Yeah, his his yeah. spying on Blake Cunningham made the the difference in the game early on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the difference between him and and Jacquez Jones kind of spoke differences a little bit, but I mean, I mean, to me personally, I I, I saw a difference between them two. I don't know if it was just me or personally or or what, but I I, I definitely saw a difference between him and and uh, the other linebackers that were there last year. Yeah, it's, it's, Jacquez is a, is, 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 a, is a decent linebacker, but he was not tweeting at me tonight like he was when I mentioned Chats Campbell potentially being better than him a few weeks ago. He, oh, did he tweet at you? Oh, yeah, he was liking the tweet. He, he was all about the tweet when it got brought to his attention a few weeks ago, but he was he was a little more silent. Uh-oh. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. He's on a good defense. He's, yeah. he, he's playing a lot for Kentucky. Yeah, he played well for Kentucky the other day. But yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Eli. Yeah. I appreciate the call. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. No, nothing. You're intimidating, no? I don't think that's true. <laughs> Chase. Hey, who do we have? Uh, yes, it's Will. Or we just got cut off. It's Don. Yeah, we, no, we, we, we're moving on to the next call. Thanks, though. Okay. Who do we have? Hello? Hey, who's this? Oh, it's Clayton from Paducah, Kentucky. Clayton, how are you? Uh, I was just asking, how in the world do we have so many inside zones with Jerry on Ely, and he just gets one yard to carry? Well, I mean, the other team schemes too. You know, um, I, I thought. But did they just look at that? Like, did they look at that and no. just be like, "Oh, we're gonna key on that." Um, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to talk to Brian Brown about that. I, I've, I haven't had a chance to read well, the transcript of what uh, Satterwhite no, said. No, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, going forward, that's going to be a, a good running play for us. And against a team like Alabama, we're going to have to get more than one yard on that. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, look, it's it's week one. Uh, it's a win. There, there are plenty of things to work on. It, it, you know, um, there are a lot – they're a lot further along in week one as a total team than they were in week one a year ago. Um, Definitely. You know, Definitely. Um, but you look, there's there's still stuff to work on. There were some times that the right side of the offensive line got beat. Um, do you think – Go ahead. Do you think there's maybe a running back like Parrish or maybe Snoop Connor that can run that inside zone better than Jerry on? I mean, it's certainly possible. And maybe put Jerry on on the outside and run him slot receiver because he caught the ball like in really good. Look, one thing we t- we spent a whole lot of the camp talking about Jerry on and Henry Parrish both playing in the slot, and I saw none of that tonight. Mm-hmm. Which you know, keep in mind that yeah. coaches yeah. coaches don't want to um, open up the entire book for everybody in week one if they can help it. And so, exactly. you know, like it's going to, I, I can promise you, Saturday night's going to be so vanilla. I mean, oh, you're not seeing it. it, it it's going to be vanilla oh, yeah. ice cream. Yeah, with like, we're not going to see anything. Against Austin P, we might as well run out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's that's my point. There's, there's, there's still plenty of time to work on some things, and they didn't show you everything tonight. They, 
they very clearly, and I, th- I think it was pretty obvious the way that they they hid Jerry on from us. I think. Well, the way in, that the, in, a, in a way the way that and, and thanks for the call, Clayton. The way that the um, and the way you get up ahead like that too, it does change play calling as well. I mean, you don't have to show as many things. They that in the second half they definitely were trying to establish a little more running game, do some different things. I mean, it, it they brought in a little more physical of a package. Um, one thing too, we, we, he got caught, Chase Rogers caught a couple balls, but one of the bigger plays, and I, I wrote this in observations on maybe the second or third drive of the game, there was a free release defender that was about to KO Corral, and Rogers came out of his block, got back out and made a pass block there. Corral ended up completing a pass down the field to maybe either Sanders or Drummond right there. But I, I thought Rodgers did a lot of a lot of really good things that were not necessarily the ball in his hands tonight. He played a pretty good tight end position. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Daniel from Louisiana. Hey, Daniel. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I know it's early. It's only week one. But uh, in y'all's opinion, would y'all say that if Ole Miss could keep this up, they might could be the second team in the West? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that they had a better game than maybe everybody else besides Alabama. Um, the one thing, and this would be my hot take from weekend one. Um, I would still put Alabama at the top of the division, and I don't know that I would be as strong with Texas A and M at number two, though. I'd still put them at number two, sure. And then I would replace. I probably would drop LSU because I know what I saw. To five. To five, and I would have a much more – my conversation about three would be more about Ole Miss and Auburn. Yep. And I think both Ole Miss and Auburn have a puncher's shot against Texas A&M. Yeah, that's what I would say, too, because I would say Alabama, A&M, and Auburn would probably be Ole Miss's tough three opponents this year. Certainly, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Alabama's in a league of its own until someone proves otherwise. Oh yeah, I mean, every year. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Daniel? Okay, that's it. I, yeah, that's it. I, that's all. Right. I was just curious about that. I mean, I, I was just seeing if y'all had maybe the same take. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, who hey, you um, turn your device down. Turn your device down, please. Who do we have? Yeah, sorry. No, you're good. Get mute. All good. Who's this? What's up, guys? Jarrett down on the coast. Hey, Jarrett. How's it going? Oh, oh we're lovely. Good. <laughs> so you want to talk about grilling or the game first? Uh, let's talk about the game. Then we'll get to grilling. Okay. So, you know, I'm the eternal pessimist. So, I... Uh, I was actually listening to Hanray's guys while I was doing yard work this weekend. And so, remember the numbers that Grind put out? Yep, I do. Yeah. It, I mean, not not so, specifically, but roughly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but I think we were over it on the rush yards and the total yards, um, but under on the passing yards. Do you think that was mainly just being gassed in the second half and missing the two linebackers that got ejected? I mean, they scored on every single drive in the second half. Yeah, they were also, I mean, maybe not pre-event, but they are running a different type of defense than early on. But, I mean, I, I do think a lot of the guys played a lot of plays. It's week one, and not having the ability to ro- rotate the way they wanted to certainly made a difference. And, I mean, look, 
I give Malik Cunningham a lot of credit. That son of a gun hung in there. He did. And did everything he could for every yard when he didn't have crap around him there for a good bit of that game. So, I mean, I there was nothing about that that just like, look, Ole Miss is not as good as necessarily a first-half shutout. They're also not as bad as what that second half looked like. So, I mean, no, it doesn't, doesn't really impact me much at all for from sure. that standpoint. Yeah, what was the score at 1.36 to 10? They tackled well. They were in the right place way more than they have been in the last few years, frankly, since probably like 15. And yeah. they stayed home. They didn't get so over-aggressive where misdirections and busted things turned into these huge plays. I mean, even that that quarterback throwback early in the game – I think they picked up like six because yeah, maybe Jaylen Cedric Jones, Johnson or Jalen Jones, Jones, Jones stayed home and went, okay, hey, here it is. Yeah. I mean, they just – whether it be one of ten different reasons, they look like a well-coached defense that actually executed, and frankly, we haven't seen that since uh, since maybe 2015. First shutout okay, yeah. in the first half since Georgia in 16, which is a hell of a blip of a game on the radar looking back. And uh, the least passing yards in the first half they've given up since uh, Wofford in whatever year it was they played Wofford, which is a triple option offense. Yeah, I saw that on your your recap. So, and then Neil, you you talked a lot about you know how Corral doesn't need to run, um, and they don't want him to. So he had the sec he was tied with Ely for the most carries tonight, second leading rusher by five yards. I think um, behind. I think um, asking Matt Corral to not be as competitive is a, yeah. and getting Matt Corral to not be as competitive are two different things. Yeah, I, Herb Street even said that once. Uh, you know, the, the announcers were like, oh, like he doesn't need to be doing that. And Herb Street was like, the only way you're going to get him to not do it is to put somebody else in the game. Yeah, it's just the way he's wired. I mean, it's just part of it with him. I mean, Matt's, yeah. Matt's a, a – an elite competitor. He wants to compete. He wants to win. He wants to make every play. And um, I thought he's made real progress with that in the passing game. But his his desire to use his feet and his athleticism to get a yard and to go make a play is just part of his. I mean, DNA. they ran a quarterback draw with like three minutes left in the game tonight. It was, it's it's kind of, yeah. you know, who he is. Crazy. Who he is. Yeah, man. So did you did you ever fix your green egg? Yeah, after it was yeah, I've got a count. I've got a new uh, XL green egg. He got a got new green XL. egg, is what happened. Yeah, he did not repair nice. his green egg. He got a new. It green was egg. not re- it was not reparable, so I got a new. Gotcha, one. gotcha. So I did smash burgers on the egg. Okay, for the first time tonight, and it is amazing. Highly recommend. The secret is in addition to seasoning the burgers while they're on the griddle with like salt and pepper is you add a little bit of special sauce to the top of the burger as it's cooking and then flip it. Okay. So there you go. What and is your ratio of uh, – hold on real quick. What? With a smash burger, what's your ratio of beef versus whatever else you used? As far as meat goes? Yeah. I used 85%. Um, oh, no, I, 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 sorry, I was thinking you were doing – oh, never mind. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I, I was getting confused with the slug burger. I thought you were, like, doing the fried meat thing together. I was like, okay, what, 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 how would we make that work on the grill? So never mind. That was my fault. It's 1149, so I screwed that one up. You squish, you squish the patties down, like, really flat. Yeah, and have, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge, like on a griddle. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So, 
So, Neil, uh, Air Force minus six and a half at Navy next week. What do you think? We've got it on Neil's picks. We're going to be part of uh, it's going to be is it? it's going to be one of our Thursday picks. Yeah, it's nine eleven. The two service okay. academies playing each other on nine eleven. I think we can talk about it. Okay. Jeffrey might complain. <laughs> you might complain. <laughs> but I mean, all complaints can be forwarded directly to me. I'll handle them. You don't have to worry about it. All now. right, Jared. Thank you, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. What's our Big Ten game of the week next week? Only one, Iowa-Iowa State. Oh, okay. That's a big game. That's where game day is, right? Yeah, game day's there. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's uh, Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. How are you? Hey, man, long time. Last time I called you, I was at the Outback Bowl. Uh, I was cooking a Boston button. Kid was on the line. Oh. That's right. How's, how's the kid? Man... Ain't been strong and uh, haven't cooking too many Boston Bucks around here, but uh, did enjoy the game tonight. What'd First thing I had noticed about the game was uh, finally looked like an SEC team out there. I know everybody's been talking about Chance Campbell tonight, but man, look, SEC linebacker to me. I think he played all right. <laughs> He's an <laughs> SEC linebacker now. Yeah, I mean, well, the size, everything. I mean, yeah. I'm turning the 20th caller tonight talk about Chance Campbell, but, I mean, that's the first thing I saw. I didn't even see him in the spring game, but, I mean, y'all see more than I do. But Not much. Well, he wasn't on TV. He wasn't at the mean, spring I game. Y'all, I guess y'all saw it like I did was, man, that boy looked like an SEC linebacker. Yeah, he wasn't at the spring game. He was still finishing up his, his degree at Maryland in the spring. Okay, that's why I miss him. I don't remember much about spring, but, I mean, uh, pretty much from an Ole Miss fan, uh, I'm happy where I saw the night out of defense. I mean, I know the points kind of came second half, but, I mean, looked pretty stout. What y'all think about that? <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I, I I agree with that. I mean, they're better on defense. We, we knew they'd be better on defense. I think we're still figuring out just mm-hmm. how much better they'll be, but I think it's possible that they're significantly better. And if that's the case, with the offense that they have, it's going to be a – a pretty fun year if you're an Ole Miss fan. I mean, I I saw nothing tonight that changes kind of my general feelings, which is I think this team's going to be 5-1 and one when LSU comes to town. And then they've got some pretty interesting games in the second half of the season, which is if you had told me on Thanksgiving night of 2019 that we'd be saying this, having this conversation, I wouldn't have believed you. If I'm, if I'm being same boat, uh Last question I got for you guys. I want to say I appreciate everything y'all do. Let y'all podcast all the time. Y'all on the money. Love it. Thank you. Uh, what about the receiver? The only thing I was worried about, we didn't see no new names tonight. I mean, I know not to be worried. I mean, only names we saw caught balls, all we heard besides Pearson. But what did you kind of think about that, not hearing no new names besides uh, Mingo, Drummond? Well, we, we saw Braylon, but not like we expected. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate you, Chad. Um, I mean, he doesn't play a ton of receivers. I I thought there was a chance you might see a couple other guys for a, a little bit. I mean, frankly, I was a little surprised when, uh, I guess Jacor Pearson caught maybe the first second pass of the day. He, yeah, he contributed early, but then that was the only catch he had uh, on the day. But no, look, this is going to be a Mingo Sanders Drummond show. I think so too. No, Dennis Jackson at all tonight. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hey, who do we have, caller? Uh, yeah, this is Chavo uh, from the board. I would tell you how you, I would ask you how you're doing, but uh, I already know, so I'll get to the point. 
Um, looking at the crowd today, and uh, I'm just wondering, do you think like neutral sites are just finally just going to go, just just be gone by the end of it? Because I mean, the crowd was pretty horrendous, and you know, on a Monday night, everybody's got to work Tuesday, and yeah. you got someone like Ole Miss and and uh, Louisville. That's a tough draw. So, just wondering if you're thinking more home and homes are going to come rather than doing this like Sunday night or Monday night, uh, you know, you know, neutral site game. And yeah. I'll hang up and listen and appreciate everything y'all do. Thanks Thank for you. the call. You know, to his point, and I didn't stay up and watch all of it, but the atmosphere in Tallahassee, Tallahassee last, last night, night was awesome. Ohio State, Oregon this week. It's a home site game. It's not a neutral site game. Yeah. I do think we're moving back that direction because I think they've ha- they're having a harder time, A, getting crowds to travel because, frankly, there's a lot of reasons why people aren't even going to home games, forget neutral site games, things like that. And then, two, is I don't think the same amount of corporate dollars are being spent as they were five or ten years ago where corporate seats are buying up so many areas of the stadium yeah. and you don't have to rely on whatever. I mean, there was – it's a lot of money being passed around on these neutral site games, and I mean, to, to, like to, Miami made five million dollars that yeah. day. And was it worth? You know, probably not. Okay. Take tonight though, for example, it was a made-for-TV game. Yeah, the game was strictly for a Monday night television That's show, it. because next Monday there will be an NFL game yes. on Monday night. I don't know that you could have gotten Ole Miss to go to Louisville to open the season, yeah. and I don't think you could get Louisville to come to Oxford to open the season. So, it's it's a complicated answer, but. Generally, no. I, I think these games are becoming extinct over time. Hey, who do we have? This is uh, Justin and Yazoo. Hey, Justin. Do you do y'all think this is be the defensive scheme that everybody uses against us that has the personnel for the rest of the season? The drop eight. Yes. Um, no, because it didn't work. I mean. No, I think you're going to see people try to mix it up now and sometimes drop eight and sometimes bring eight and that kind of thing. Um, I think people would love to drop eight against Ole Miss because there is there is no Elijah Moore. There is no Kenny Yaboa right now. But what there is is a quarterback who showed tonight that, okay, if that's what you're going to give me, I'll take it. And I'll beat you with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's frustrating. Right. I mean, listen, Corral – when you have a quarterback who's as good as Matt Corral and who matures and grows up the way that Matt has, it's tough to defend. All right, thanks. Great show, guys. Thank you. Ben pointed out in the message board a little bit that uh, a lot of kind of media draft analysts really talking well about Matt Corral. Dane Brugler says, um, quick release, zip accuracy from different platforms. Instinctive athleticism, QB1 is wide open this year, and Matt Corral is in the mix. Daniel Jeremiah from uh, Move the Sticks. A lot of Zach Wilson to commit to Matt Corral's game. Baller. Jordan Reed breaking down some uh, All-22 cam, talking about the uh, the poise he had with his feet, concepts, going through progressions, that type of thing. So uh, yeah. good night for Matt Corral from, a, from an NFL stock standpoint with some of these guys. He's an NFL there quarterback. There wasn't much to not like there. I mean, if you watch the NFL and you watch Matt, you go, oh, he's he's an NFL quarterback. I mean, that we called a drumming late. I mean, yeah. it comes out of his hand really nice. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is George. George, are you underwater? Uh, no. Can you hear me? Uh, it's we pretty, can hear you. It's, but... We can hear you, but it's pretty rough. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just asking, uh, I noticed that uh, Wake Arnold came in on that one play after uh, 
Matt Corral got hurt, and um, I was just wondering what happened to the uh, the guys from Western Kentucky. Oh, what happened? I'm going to let you go because it, it does sound like you're you're underwater and sinking fast, but thanks for the call, George. Yeah. What happened to Pearson after the after he went out? No, I think he was asking um, when Corral went out, Altmaier came in for the one oh, play. Where was that quarterback? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's only been in the program for like four days. I mean, I doubt he knows the system well enough to, to come to, in and run it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he didn't travel, I don't think. I don't even think he was there. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? Hey, Shaggy. Hey, Shaggy. I can't believe I get it on first try. Oh, um, wow. I can't either, given... Altmaier. The... <laughs> Altmaier. Why mm-hmm. didn't they put him in tonight? It was only in for one play that I saw. But... Corral had to do something that took about three His seconds. His helmet popped yeah, off. Yeah, they just needed a, a, the ball to be run, so they just brought somebody in to hand it off. Matt, Matt's helmet came off, so someone had to come in for oh, a play. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because he was complaining okay. about it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Because he was like, "I got hit." Yeah, but they're like, "It came off." That's the rules. <laughs> uh, I did. I just saw that he came in, and I didn't. I didn't know why. Yeah, the, he, he was know. not going. I mean, nothing against Luke, but he was not going to throw the football. He came in to to do a running play, and then Matt came back. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a good show. All right. All right thank thanks. You. Hey, who do we have? Hey, what's going on? Who's this? It's David. Hey, David. Hey, man. What's going on? What you, what you think about the Rebs tonight? You think that they can uh, put a good up SEC win season this year? What do you classify a good SEC season? At least seven wins. In the SEC or total? <laughs> total. Okay. Yeah, I think they can do that. Yeah. I feel pretty good about seven and five or better at this point. I'll take the over. <laughs> seven and one in the yeah, league might be a little complicated. <laughs> It's a, yeah, I'm not thinking they're going to beat Auburn LSU this year. That's just me. You don't think they'll beat Auburn or LSU? No, I think they'll beat both of them. Oh, well, if that's the case, then they're off to a pretty good start. Yeah, and Bama, Bama better be careful. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you see them reps tonight. They're not messing around no more. So you're that predicting 12-0 and 0 potentially? So you're, you're, you've got them going 12-0. and 0. How far do you have them going in the playoff? Man, I got them. I got them going all the way. You know, they're, okay. the Reds are going to win championship this year. All right, David. Listen, um, whatever you're drinking, have one for us. Yeah, yeah. please. I'm Thanks. drinking some decoy red wine right now. You know, my guess all my girlfriend had left. You know, I've been through it. You know, so that's what I'm at now. Right. <laughs> Sounds like it's working. All right, David. Be yeah. good. All right, now. <laughs> when you get to that point and it's not the first thing you had, probably time to go to bed. Yeah, when well, you're doing the we, we want Bama after yeah. week one, no. <laughs> slow your roll. <laughs> I think it was AJ that tweeted that tonight. Yeah, but yeah. He, with a smiley face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody really wants Bama. <laughs> hey, who do, who do we have? Hey, this, this is a cowboy from Hatley. Hey, cowboy. Oh, what's up, man? How you doing, Paul? I'm lovely. How are you? Out here doing good, man. Hey, uh, I was thinking that uh, that I was going to compare this uh, team's defense to uh, 2014's offense. If you remember back in 2014, like the offense wasn't great. Wait, what? Cow- was, wait hold on, you know, hold on, like- cowboy. You're prepare- You're comparing the 2021 defense to the 2014 offense. Yeah. Okay. okay. Go ahead. I know, I yeah, I, I, I'm not, I know it's hard to compare it like that. But I'm just saying this about the 
by like almost like a bend or don't break. You know, I make plays when you have to, but don't be overly good. You know what I'm talking about? You understand my reason or no? I, I mean, I do. Um, I understand what you're what you're saying, but well, because it's the complimentary thing. I mean, in '14, they were a good team. They led the nation in scoring defense. The offense was good, but they weren't sensational. Frankly, Bo was pretty damn limited there in 14 for most of the year. Um, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, I I don't know that this team's going 10-2 and two or going to the Peach Bowl yeah, or anything else. Yeah, I know else, that. But, I mean, but yeah, I, mean, I, I, I do understand what you mean. I mean, I, I do think there's a possibility for them to be good enough to allow the other side of the ball to uh, excel and, 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 and put a lot of wins up. So, yeah, I, I think that's – that's not the worst thing in the world. Oh, and also, uh, I was going to thank Neil because uh, about last November, I think after the Egg Bowl, uh, I think I called in. I was talking, talking to y'all. Asked y'all, I called in, and asked y'all about uh, you know, becoming like a journalist, or whatever. You know, I remember this. Yeah, oh yes, like, I do remember this, my cowboy. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm not even remember that. That's a long time ago. But uh, anyway, uh, well, I scratched that idea. Thanks for the, thanks for the advice, Neil. And mm-hmm. uh, now I'm a. Now I sell insurance. I got I took my state exam part about two weeks ago. How'd it go? And now I'm uh, I I passed and Good, uh, I got yeah. I just got my insurance in. This, I mean my license in this past Saturday, so I will be selling insurance for Bankers Life at Chipolo. Oh, cool! Well, congratulations, cool. Cowboy. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and uh, also, I got a uh, bowl prediction request by this year. I said that you know I think if Ole Miss does beat A and M. That they beat them in like a low scoring game, it'd be like twenty eight to twenty one. Because I believe our defense is just good enough, maybe, to get to the Texas and M offense. I mean, to to get the Texas and M quarterback. So I believe that you know we're at least that good. And but I believe if we beat them, it'd be like twenty eight twenty one. All right, Cowboy. We'll see what happens in November. It's gonna be a little while till we get to that point, but we'll keep that in mind when it happens. All right, you have a good night. Now. Right. Thank you. Our thanks to uh, Jen Deuce for the uh, super chat. Appreciate that. What do you think this old Miss Tulane's game is going to look like? In a couple months? Interesting. I mean, that kid's pretty good. You got to show up and play him. Hey, who do we have? What's going on, guys? Tommy from Oxford. Hey, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, doing all right. Oh, um, we're good. We're doing well. Make anybody upset, so I'm going to ask y'all how y'all doing. Yeah, that's no, all right. We're good. You home or you out Pretty on the road? Pretty good night, huh? No, I'm on the road. Where you at? Indiana. What part of Indiana? Evansville. Oh. Oh. Okay. Pretty nice little city. It's all right. So did you, uh, did you put it away for the night prior to the game so you could watch all of it, or did you try to multitask? No, I did. I put it away before the game. I, uh, I, th- I thought I thought it was going to be an all right game. It's pretty good. I, uh, did you guys see the way uh, Matt uh, praised Lane after the game? You know, he said, you know, we need that guy. We've seen nothing. So what do he say? Yeah, what do he say? Now they asked him about Lane not being there. You know, he said, Levy did a pretty good job filling in for Lane, you know, and then he's like, no, you know, look, we need that guy. We love that guy. You know what I mean? That's awesome. They are really high on one another, and it's not an act. I mean, I think both of them feels like the other Kindred one has. Kindred spirits a little bit. I mean, frankly, they've kind of not saved for Matt to Kiffin, but they've certainly done a lot for each other's careers. That's for damn sure. Sure. They have. They have. I mean, I mean, it's genuine, too. I mean, you, I mean, I didn't think it was an act. I mean, you know, he was smiling, but, you know, you could, you could tell by the expression on his face. You know, he's like, 
he missed his coach being there. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, you know, look, they, you uh, you prepare for a season with the head coach, and then he's not there, and you have to adjust. And they didn't have a lot of a, t- a lot of time to adjust. But um, you know, I thought I thought Lebby called a good game. Uh, obviously, Durkin called a good game. But yeah, sure, you want your head coach there. You want you want to be at full strength. But uh, there was only like there's only like three times in the game where I was like. Uh, Lane probably would have done that a little different, but I mean, other than that, I mean, only those three times, three or four times. I mean, like, I mean, Levy, you know, Durkin, you know, everybody else, they they really did a good job. I lo- I loved it. Well, you know, they were still incredibly aggressive. I mean, they went by Lane's book from a win to go for it on fourth down, what that looked like analytically. I mean, there was sure there was really very little difference, much that I could tell, and from a tendency standpoint. Than if Kiffin had been there making those making those decisions, I mean, I think they were they were prepared for that to be the case anyway. Where there was no there was no personality change. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. I, I loved it. I loved it. I got one more question for you guys. Sure. I will. Uh, I do the Rebel Grove and I do the everything. I don't know how to do the message board and I don't know how to send you guys money. Send us money in what way? Like, uh, what, like super on the, chat? On the super chat? Board, I don't know how to do any of that crap. I've been, I've been, I mean, I've been with you guys for two or three years, but I don't know how to do any of the super chats, uh, the donations, or any of that. The super chats appear to be hitting a little dollar sign that's on the live stream chat down at the bottom. Um, I I've, think that's correct. Yeah, I've not messed with it. Um, plenty of these people in the stream can, can I've super in. chatted Jay's show once, yeah. and that's how I did it. So yeah, you hit the little uh, little dollar sign below where you would type in the chat, and I think it'll, yeah. it'll, 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 it'll. If you hold your thing over, it says "Show your support for Ole Miss Sports," which is us, not actually Ole Miss Sports. It's it helps us. us in the analytics, right? Yes, and and hit, okay. the like, and hit the like button. Yeah, everybody hit the like button. Yeah, hit that like button, please. That helps us I a hit, bunch. I always hit the like button, but I, I I'm I'm not I always uh, signed in. Uh. I don't know if it because works I, I I use my phone so much I like I like I don't know I I clear it out all the damn time, but I'm not always signed in so I have to sign in and then I like y'all again you know what I mean I got you we appreciate that. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for the call. Yeah, appreciate uh, you, Tommy. All right, y'all have a good one. Yeah. You too. Yeah, there's hundreds of people in here right now. Everybody hit the like button. That would be fantastic and would help we, us we out would, a little we would bit. Like, we would like it if you'd yeah. hit the like button. We're not going to yell at you like Matt does to, to hit the like button every like three seconds, but we would appreciate you uh, you doing that. These callers are absolutely real. <laughs> they, they they are routine. It's our guys. I knew Tommy from his voice. I didn't even need him to tell me. We don't ask you to do much of anything. We don't ask you to hit the like button much. I never tell you to subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to. None of my business. As long as you're listening in whatever way you're listening, I'm cool with it. I don't really care how you do it. It's true. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is uh, Rebel Commodore from the website. Hey, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great after tonight. COVID still shot my freaking taste buds, but whatever. Hadn't got them back at all? Uh, not really much. Drank some bourbon tonight, and it, well, uh, couldn't barely taste anything but the hit from it, but whatever. My, my question was just like, why were they still playing Matt and Jerry on at the end of the game? I'm not mad about it, but it was just kind of. I mean, week one, you're still playing your games, doing your thing, and, I, you know, you can't play scared. 
I get it. I mean, you know, but also I'm ready for the full roster breakdown on Austin P next week. <laughs> ready for that one. That'll be yeah. fun. You and Chris Landry should get on that real we, quick. We should. We should. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to, uh, to kind of going over the film of Austin P really breaking down what it is that they try to do with Pete, you know, just kind of how'd they do this week? I have no idea. Didn't they beat Chattanooga? Did they? Right. Yeah. It was a blue game. <laughs> All right. That's about it for me. I just want to also say thanks to Golf Rep for covering my $20 uh, on the uh, Rebel Grove Fantasy. That was pretty chill of a dude. Anyway, y'all have a great night. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Austin P beat Chattanooga 30-20 to 20 last See? Thursday. It's a battle of unbeatens on um, Saturday in Oxford. I like Alabama and Mercer. Yeah. Mercer has not lost yet. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who's this? Hey, this is John McCann. Hey, John. In Nashville slash Spring Hill. How's it going, y'all? Oh, we're good. I know that I know that a caller earlier wanted me to ask you guys uh, how you guys were doing, so I wanted to make sure I got that in. But um, that was a great game tonight. Um, you know, I was pretty happy about the defense and um, thought Matt Corral looked really good. So, but I wanted to, I want to wind back the clock to late November um, of 2019. They're in the coaching search, and Matt Corral or um, Elijah Moore is just Pete on Scott Field. And Luke Logan's missed the extra point. Mike Schiller was a candidate um, for the head coaching job. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, we remember. Yeah. So we were sitting um, in this room, um, less sober than current. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So my question is: So it's, it's Tuesday, and Neil's about to. Go on a rant. He says, let me tell you what I think. And Chase is rolling his eyes because um, <laughs> Chase knows what he's about to say. And so Neil goes on his Wayne Kiffin rant, on this hires Kiffin, and here we are. My question is, though, in an alternate universe, um, what if Neil says, you know, Lane Kiffin's kind of a risk. You know, let's not do that. Um, you know, that's probably not a good hire, and they end up going some other direction. Why do you think we are now? But my question is, does Ole Miss hire Lane Kippen? How much credit's Neil giving himself right here? <laughs> so I was watching this documentary today about 9-11, and it was really an interesting okay. what if. Uh-huh. What if the flight that ended up going down in Shanksville, yeah. Pennsylvania – 93 had not been delayed at the gate and the people on the plane didn't know what had happened in new york it hits the pentagon right no, the no white that's house. the one that either yeah. hits the white house or the capitol that's right yeah how much different do we how differently do we remember 9-11 do we still remember 9-11 for the towers or do we remember 9-11 for blowing up the white house it'd be the white house it would be everything but it would be the white house so, at that point so are are you saying you're saying if flight ninety three doesn't um, 
or the passengers don't take over on flight 93. Yeah, because, it, because yeah, they didn't, it was hit the capital with because the they didn't know what had happened to it until in that case, they wouldn't have known until it was too late and it hits the white house. It actually would yeah. have hit the white house before the plane that hit the Pentagon. You know, I think I was watching that same documentary was what was the documentary? Was it one day in America? Uh, I can't remember. I, I watched. I was watching that. I watched a lot of well. stuff. I was, I was really fascinated by that as well. To answer your question, um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. look, I don't. I don't know what role the rant played. I really don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think it played a zero role. Um, but I don't know that it played a one hundred role because they weren't sold on it Sunday or Monday. Well, they it weren't was even, Tuesday and into Wednesday. Well, let me, let's be clear here. They weren't even taking his calls. No. And on that Tuesday... Because he was begging. Lane Kiffin was really trying to get Ole Miss to talk to him. Yes. Because I don't think Lane Kiffin was completely sold on going to Arkansas. And I don't think Arkansas was right. completely sold on hiring Lane Kiffin. I think they ultimately would have gotten it done. People say, what would have happened if Lane Kiffin doesn't get the Ole Miss job? I, I, my opinion, and no, this is not my kids going to Arkansas. Trust me. My opinion is I think Lane Kiffin would be the coach at Arkansas today. Well, he was going to get out of FAU. He wanted Ole Miss, but he would have taken Arkansas. He, would have, he absolutely would have said yes to Arkansas. He preferred Ole Miss, but he would have said yes to Arkansas. And I think Arkansas ultimately would have hired him. There was some reservations there. Um, did So did the – the fan outcry for Kiffin play a role? Sure. How much of a role? I don't know. It took the pressure off. It took that if you had a negative about him, it went away. But what his question is, is had I not done that, would would Keith Carter have ended up with, with Lane Kiffin? Yeah. Can I be yeah. honest? I think, Eli yeah. is, I think Eli Drinkwitz is your coach today. Does Lane Kiffin know about that rant? I have no idea. I, look, here's the thing about me and coaches I mean, is that I, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I, I, Kiffin knows who I am, and 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 I think I think he respects me, but it's not his style to be buddies with with media, and it's not my style to be buddies with coaches, and so it's all good. Well, he certainly doesn't hate you. I wouldn't think. So. No, I don't think he hates uh, me. I've given him no reason to hate <laughs> me, and and I think he's funny, and he likes. He sometimes looks at me and gets a kick out of the fact that he makes me laugh. So we're all good. Well, yeah, you might. But hey, I mean, here's the here's the here's the other side of that for me. That and like, this isn't about me, but like I really like Matt Luke, the human being. I I just didn't think Matt was a very good fit for the head coaching job. But the human being, Matt Luke, yeah. I like him a ton. Um, Tom Luke, I like Tom a lot. My daughter Caroline and Tom's daughter Caden are really good friends. And uh, during the week of camp when my daughter was going through Rush at Arkansas and Caden was going through Rush at Ole Miss, we were talking about moving in and sororities and stuff. And that was one of the things that sometimes made it kind of awkward was that there was a personal connection because Caden uh, and, and Caroline have been friends since we moved here. I mean, Caden has spent the night at our house 50 times if she spent once and I care about the human beings I just you know it's my opinion that Ole Miss's administration shouldn't have hired Matt but once they hired him they should have helped him more but they didn't but look give 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 Keith a ton of credit whatever pushed him to do it he made a he made a hire that took some balls that took some guts and it paid off Luke, uh, Lane Kiffin is a great fit for Ole Miss Ole Miss is a great fit for Lane Kiffin. I think both Internal sides. Internal and external. I think both sides are figuring this out, and 
who knows where it goes from here. But I, so I don't I don't know what role I played, and and in the end, and this isn't me dismissing your question, John. I just don't know that it matters. I mean, I honestly think honestly think you did. That's my opinion. I'm curious what you think, but yeah, it sounds like yeah, sounds like we're on the same page. Um, but um, I have another question for you. Little 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 side note here. What? I heard y'all talking a few weeks ago, and I can't remember what you said, Chase, but um, what is your issue with Cracker Barrel? How do you not love Cracker Barrel? It's, it's like the, the greatest – well, it's not the greatest restaurant, but it's, it's awesome. Uh, like, how do y'all not like Cracker it's Barrel? It's awesome in what way? Like, what do you have against – it's just good food, you know, it's, in my opinion. It's fine food. It's cheap food. It's good, it's, <laughs> it's good food for the price. It's pound for pound fine. But, nah, I'm – have you not had the mama's pancake breakfast? Delicious. It depresses me. Depre- what was depressing about just it? Just the entire thing. I'm good. I I will say breakfast <laughs> is better than lunch or dinner. It's lunch <laughs> or dinner that I really just go, I have no interest in being here. The breakfast is fine. Sure. Well, that's, fine. that's yeah. why I go, honestly. No, most people do. I mean, the, no, the, I had the to give you a little fine. crap. I mean, it, it's all good. You know, you just... If you would if you would have said if you would have said that about Applebee's, I would have been all on board with you. But you know, Cracker Barrel is like you know, hey, like this is America's food. So, um, anyway, sit, sit in the but, rocking no, chairs I, I, and play I, I, the little no. triangle game and the whole deal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, John, thanks for the call. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. What did you think about the line of scrimmage tonight? That was asked that question on the stream. I mean. Ole Miss dominated Louisville up front defensively. Yeah, and um, offensively they sort of held their own. But, and at times they did – it wasn't a dominating performance. No. They didn't get their ass kicked or anything. But I thought they did a really good job with pass blocking. I thought they struggled with, with run blocking, especially on the right side at times. I would agree with that completely. Yeah. Uh, our thanks to Denver Reb. He says, I write insurance when I want to talk to someone in a bar. I tell them I'm Neil McCready and I, I, I write about sports. It's him making fun of me because I do say I'm my brother. And then always stops people. If I if I'm at some place by myself and I if I if I I've learned if I tell somebody I'm a sports writer, they want to talk about sports. And if I just want to sit there and veg on my phone for a minute and eat dinner and have a drink, IRS auditor. I tell them, well, my brother works for the Hartford, and I tell them I work for the Hartford. I'm an insurance underwriter. And they're done. That's, that's done. <laughs> Uh, john uh john thanks for the super chat he says thanks guys don't fall asleep chase i'm good uh thanks to dax for his super chat as well really appreciate that uh john kennedy um he says isn't uh lk go lane kiffin going to lsu a total non-starter the fit is awful he's not going to suffer that fan base right um yeah i think that listen I wrote this yesterday morning on the on the site, and some people got mad at me. I I think you're going to hear that name a lot because I think LSU season is going to go to hell, and I think you're going to hear it a lot. It's I, easy content. It's easy content, and Lane Kiffin gets gets clicks. I, I that's not the job that if I were if you told me what job should I be scared of, that's not the one. It's not one of the ones. And I think Ole Miss will pay him, if yes. I'm honest. I mean, they're already up over five. They can go more. Yeah. You know, you don't go volunteer to pay somebody more, but they will if they have to. And if he wins. 
Like, I think the two sides like each other. They're learning that they fit. Yeah. In some ways, it was just an entry back at the beginning. And now I think they're going, And then there was a pandemic. Yeah. And 2020 was such a weird year. Hey, who do we have? Uh, It's Clay Dealey. Hey, Clay. What's up, Clay? Yeah. I was just going to ask you guys. uh, At Cracker Barrel, you know, they've got really... You there, Neil? Yeah, we're here. We're here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know how dry the corn biscuits are and the biscuits? That's why nobody likes Tractor Barrel. Is that why you don't like it? I'm not a breakfast person at all. That's my cornbread. And and so... Hey, turn your device down, Clay. Okay. I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a big cornbread person either, and so I don't know that I'd ever know that. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Yeah, turn your turn your device all the way down, Clay. Hold on, my bad. The biscuits are dry, Neil. That's the problem. That's why Neil doesn't like it. There we go. All right, Clay. Okay, so if 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 you've got to go. To Cracker Barrel, what is your meal? Like, what is your go-to meal? If you have to stop at a Cracker Barrel. I mean, it's 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 one of those breakfast plates. I don't know what all is necessarily in one or the, the other. Homer's I'm, breakfast or something? Is that Uncle Herschel's Uncle Herschel's, I believe, right? is the correct thing. It's Uncle Herschel's. Yeah. That's what it is. Uncle Herschel's. I mean, I don't know. Some gravy and some biscuits, some bacon, some eggs. Yeah, but, but how even, do you get your eggs? Do even you like, Cracker Barrel's you know, coffee get them, like, sucks. Over easy, well, hold on, what? biscuits in there, and then make it all messy and shit. You know, I just or, eat scrambled okay. eggs. I'm not complicated on Cracker eggs. Barrel's well, coffee is bad. It's weak. So Uncle Herschel's favorite is two eggs and yeah. grits, and then you get fried apples or hash brown casserole. Your choice of meat, yeah. which is ham, hamburger steak, apparently fried chicken tenders. Hickory smoked country yeah. ham, and it comes with all the fixins, which is biscuits and sawmill gravy plus butter and the best preserves and jam we could find. So what do you do? You get on the road hey. after that, you drive like five hey, miles and like you stop again. Steak kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? <laughs> you don't think you'd be okay the rest of the day? I mean, so you eat all of that, and then you get on the road, and five minutes later, you got to stop. I know. They got rocking chairs out front. You just wait. That's not the chair you need. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea, Chase. The Thank rocking you. chair is out front. You just rock and, you know. What's your breakfast meat? Bacon, sausage, or ham? Uh, oh. I like, uh, I mean, look, I love bacon, but I like, tur- oh, Neil, I like turkey Neil, sausage. Neil's a ham okay. kind of guy. No, I don't. I, I, rarely, I rarely eat ham. Country ham, like too salty for you? Yeah, it's just not my thing. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah, not, I'm, when I tell y'all I'm I not agree. a breakfast person, it is too salty. I'm not a breakfast person. Okay. All right, Clay, thanks for the call, bud. All right, no problem, guys. Hey, keep it easy. Let's go, Reds. Ash brown casserole is 190 calories. Is that all? That's what it says. Oh, wow.
Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Chavo again coming for round two. I got a question for Neil. Uh, I know you said you love doing the uh, Game Changer patch, which I do too, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. Where do you slap it on? Where, where? What's the most hairless part of your body that uh, you enjoy putting that on? Uh, upper, th- and, uh, upper thigh, left, left thigh. Left thigh, not the right. Right's a little bit more hairy. Uh, I just put it on the left. It's worked. Put it on the left. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I've been wondering. I've gone butt cheek. I've gone uh, upper shoulder, and so I was just wondering what what was your uh, game changer go to? Yeah, I hadn't thought about butt cheek, but that makes some sense. I just put it on the uh, left upper left thigh. No one's going to see it. Uh, it works. My uh, my wife put it on my lap one time, and apparently I got too carried away, and uh, it just didn't work too well. So I was just curious of uh, of what you did. So, uh, well, good deal. Well, y'all keep uh, fighting the good fight, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Chavo. You just never know where the postgame show is going to go at 1226 a.m. Lane Kiffin just tweeted back at A.J. Brown, said, slow down. On the we want Bama, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, tweet. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Lane's no fool. You know, Lane gave up alcohol, and <laughs> he's telling the dog to come to the sip that they showed on TV tonight. Oh, Lane is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Name's Abby. Yeah, I'm around Abby. Yeah. So, yeah, Lane has. He's gotten his phone back out from whatever. He, I, I, well, hell, he's probably already met with the team. They're probably already back in town. and hanging, No, probably not yet. But Ooh, I wonder if he's going to meet with them when they get back. Surely not. That's awfully late. You think he at least might stay in the building when they walk in? Might stay in the building. and No, I don't think like meet like, hey, let's go talk. Just, hey, guys, good job. Well, he's probably got to be careful because all the COVID crap, uh, right? Well, I think about that. They Zoom him at 115. He probably was on the Zoom yeah. in the post game. Yeah. Told him. Had a big screen up. Yeah. They got a weird week ahead of them now because... The turnaround. Yeah, I mean, they play Austin P. By design, you would think. Sure. Because they'll have tomorrow off. I would think. And then Wednesday. And go Wednesday, Thursday. They just... Their prep is one day, well, two days shorter. Mm-hmm. Look, you're, but you're, you're going it's vanilla. It's so vanilla. You're going vanilla. You're going to play base defense. Stop whatever they do, and then yeah, you're going to play base defense, and you're going to run your offense, and you hopefully score enough points that Luke Altmyer and Kincaid Den are playing the second half. Mm-hmm. That's probably fair. And then Tulane the next week, off week, Alabama. Yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, there's a path to. Yeah, four and one, five and one. It's what's the whole schedule? You think I'd memorize it by now, but I haven't. The middle gets a little foggy for me. It's you know? they, it's it's Louisville, Austin P, Tulane, open date, at Alabama, Arkansas, at Tennessee is the game we keep forgetting. Okay. So five and one when LSU comes to town October the twenty third. Then at Auburn, Liberty at home, Texas A and M, Vanderbilt, at Mississippi State. Five and one when LSU comes here. Mm-hmm. Or chaos week. Whew, Lord. Yes. Total chaos. And you look at LSU schedule where they could be at that moment. Chaos. It could Different be just, kind of chaos. Just but, total meltdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, we're going to wrap it there. It's 12.30 in the morning. Uh, we will have uh, 10 weekend thoughts up early tomorrow. They're basically done. I'm going to get up in the morning and write something. Uh, Walker Bailey has a notebook up at rebelgrove.com. Chase has observations. I've got a column. I'm about to put up uh, the transcript. Walker sent it to me, the transcript from Lane Kiffin's Zoom call. Um, yeah, and then we'll try to catch up tomorrow as we as we go. What's our podcast plan for tomorrow? I don't We've talked know. about afternoon. We'll see. I mean, we're going to put this up in podcast form. As crazy as it is, okay. Um, we did one earlier today, so it's there. We'll be at least we'll be on schedule at that point. And we'll go from there. And we'll figure it out. Yeah. Thanks to all of you for making us a part of um, of your game day. We really appreciate it. Um, thanks to everybody who super chatted. Thanks to all who were here. At one point, we were up to like 700 people in the mm-hmm. stream, which is awesome. Yeah, Ole Miss' Sissy Blue uh, jerseys did look good. It was a good uniform game. It was a good uniform game. Louisville was their team, though, that has very good basic colors. They would just wear them. White and red is perfectly fine. I told Carson we were watching because he came down and he was talking about Ole Miss's uniform, and then we talked about Louisville's uniform because Carson really thought Ole Miss's uniform popped. Sure. And we were talking about Louisville's uniform, and we both agreed that that jersey and helmet combination strong, Mm -hmm. the red pants was too much. Yeah. A white pant with the red piping would have really looked good. Yeah. Ole Miss's uniform, the powder blue. It's good. Is so good. And I know the traditionalists like the traditional, and I get it. I'm just saying. What will they wear next week? Oh, they'll go traditional. They'll go traditional. They'll go, they'll navy, go red, red, gray. Yeah, navy, red, gray. Yeah. And then with Tulane, they might. Because look, Tulane's going to bring a hot, hot uniform in here now. Like, Tulane's got some suits. All right, so Carson, and we'll do this later. We're gonna Matt. We're gonna do that on uh, on Thursday. a sh- a show this week. I don't know when okay. that will be, but yes, I, we we have that in in the hopper. Carson was not fond of Tulane's jersey. I know. I was like, wait, is something wrong with you? Do you have COVID? Are you sick? He did not like Tulane's jersey the other day. They're white and they're powder and one of the best logos in college sports. The I mean, helmet is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, come on. Frankly, if I'm Ole Miss, I tell them, wear your best white suit with maybe the blue pant, and we'll go powder on white, and we'll oh. just we'll just aesthetically blow this thing open. Yeah, we'll go powder white. Y'all go white powder, and we'll – oh, that's a good point. I do want to see Ole Miss go white powder on the road. A powder blue pant. Well, we don't know if they have it. Well, they ought to go damn get it. Well, Nike takes a while, okay? Got stuff going on. With a white a white jersey with the powder blue accents. Oh, white with the powder yes, blue accents. Yes, yes. Just whenever you're talking about a whole Well, here's jersey. my deal. As funny as Ole Miss people are about the uniform thing, the powder blue has kind of become an Ole Miss thing. It's you see it and you go, that's Ole Miss. So embrace the hell out of it. I mean, I think Tulane is going to wear white on green, and they have powder accents on the pants and the shirt. I'm, I have no problem with that. I think that's what they're doing. That's a strong. The the wave helmet is great, but they do have these. 
Ooh, I like powder that. hats, white jerseys, powder pants. I like the powder pants. Can't Ole Miss like work some kind of a deal out? Hey, we'll add some money into your buyout if you'll bring some pants. Bring some powder pants for us. Oh. And moving forward, we'll wear them. You can wear them this time, but we'll wear them after oh, that. Okay. I just hope they wear the powder. They've got a white on green that has no powder in it at all. But I want, I want to see some powder this weekend. Yeah. So you asked about that game. I'm, I'm that game's interesting. Yeah. They gave Oklahoma all it wanted. Yeah, I mean, I still could be a blip week one, but it was emotional. That all too. that stuff. All right. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks for everybody being a part of our show. Jag reps says powder pants. My God, horrible. Here's the thing, Jag. Give him a chance. I'm just going to tell you, if you asked 200 kids. They like them. About 190 would go in. Yeah. But who knows? All right, we'll stop there. Uh, thanks for making us part of your show, making us part of your week. Ole Miss wins 43-24. Was that the final? That is correct, 43-24. We all had Ole Miss covering. Ole Miss won. Yep, Ole Miss all covered. four of us, Greg and Campbell, on uh, the, the LB's Meat Market Show. So 6-0, and everybody picked the Rebels to, to win and cover, and they did. So uh, we'll be back with this show on uh, Saturday night, Ole Miss and Austin P. a 6-30 start. 6.30, yeah, 6.30, Tulane's at 7. Yeah, okay, 6.30 on ESP. Oh, it's the Tulane game at 7 o'clock? Son of a bitch. Uh, we'll have the uh, – pre- sorry. We'll have the uh, pregame oh, – the pregame show uh, up early Friday. It'll be a lot shorter this week because it's Austin P. But um, hopefully, thanks to everybody who watched that. We had more than 3,000 views on that, which yeah. is awesome. So uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll be back with you in the next 24 hours or so with another edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Until then, take care. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.